0: Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus, you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So, what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit slash sign on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
1: True Detective Mysteries. In cooperation with the editor of True Detective Magazine and the mutual broadcasting system, True Detective Mysteries, brought to you by x Black, America's largest selling life Once again, ladies and gentlemen, $1,000 reward is being offered for information leading to the capture of a dangerous criminal. A complete description will be given later on this true detective mystery which follows in a moment. You probably know what you're going to do every minute you drive, but do the other drivers know what your plans are? In other words, do you signal your intentions to other drivers every time you want to turn, stop, or do anything else that might not be expected of you? Well, the law says you must. Your own common sense must tell you you should. Most cars today are equipped with mechanical turn signals. Use them, but be sure to use them correctly... If you use a turn signal for indicating your direction at the fork in the road, and you should, remember that the turn may be so gradual that the signal may not turn itself off as many do after a 90-degree turn. Be sure your signal is off after it has served its purpose. There is probably nothing more frustrating and dangerous than following a car with turn signals flashing away and the driver blindly driving straight ahead. The National Safety Council urges every driver to use turn signals correctly, safely, at every turn. This message is brought to you as a public service. Now the voice of the editor of True Detective Magazine. The case history you are about to hear is the actual report of an actual crime. When she was a little girl, she told police they used to have a saying that what you didn't know would never hurt you.
2: Trying kind to of change my mind about that. I didn't know John Nasser until a few hours ago, and even then I didn't know his name. But he hurt me. He hurt my husband more than anyone else ever did, and I hope more than anyone else ever will again.
1: This is Grace I... Hospital. Again? A young woman, you. Mrs. Mary Ann Webster, oh. slim but athletic, dreamette no. and pretty. Courageous.
2: I'm being in that trunk. Oh, Very I courageous he
1: here. Grace Hospital, room eighteen, emergency ward. In her own words. Detectives, police steno near bedside. Mrs. Mary Ann Webster coming fully out of sedation now.
2: Robert and me, we've just been married this year. Robert's in the in the Air Force. For the holidays, he managed to wangle a ten-day leave, so we started out for a Christmas visit with his people. And then my folks, and it was swell seeing them, both sides, his and mine, and the presents and food and happiness and all. Then we got ready for the start back. I was wearing shorts and a sweater and a sports coat. Robert stepped on the accelerator and we waved goodbye to the folks. I snuggled up to Robert, put my head on his shoulder. If I'd had any idea of what was about to happen, believe me, I not only couldn't have slept, I'd have run to the nearest police barracks. It was early in the morning, about 2 a.m.
3: Oh, hey, hey, honey. Mm. Hey, Marianne. Hey, there's uh, a hitchhiker. Shall we pick him up?
2: Uh-huh. Oh, well, there's not much traffic. You might have to stand all
0: night.
2: Hey, you got room, folks? I'm
3: going down the line. Oh, hop in. Oh, fine. <laughs>
1: uh, what's your name? Uh, Ro- Robert Webster. <sighs> this is my wife, Marianne. What's yours, mister? Ah, uh, what's in the name? We're only... We're only ships that pass in the night. I didn't hear you. We're only ships that pass in the night. Were you kids just married? Hey, hey, has anybody got a cigarette? We've been married almost a year. Uh, here. Ah, thanks. (laughs) somehow you remind me of a couple of honeymooners.
2: This sort of flattered me because we've been married a long time. Well, not long, I guess, but seems like a long time. We've had arguments and everything already. If that sounds like Robbie and me didn't get along, I don't mean it that way. It's just that we weren't a pair of flighty lovers. We'd adjusted the marriage and felt like an old, settled-down couple. We drove along for about 150 miles. John smoked and didn't talk. I must have fallen asleep again on Robbie's shoulder. Oh, hoodlatches ah. come loose. Oh. I guess we're near Sulphur Springs.
0: <clears throat> that's about, it's uh, about sixty miles this side of the
2: city. Um, what, what do you do, John? John was typing beside me and then pinched me. I turned around shocked. I saw he had a gun in his hand and I was terrified. Terrified, Robbie came back and as he got in behind the wheel, Johnny Hitch had to push across me before I knew what he was doing. Hey, hey, what were you doing, you flipped? Hey, Robbie, I didn't, Robbie, on me, Robbie, he's got it. A... She didn't give
1: you that love tap, Buster. Oh,
0: hey, hey put that away. You out of your mind? You
1: will flip if you're not careful. Now do as I tell you. The long honeymoon's over, kid.
2: I tried to say something, I couldn't. I sat. I stared at the gun in front of my eyes. The gun he was aiming across me at my Robbie. I was paralyzed. Oh. Now listen, we. You don't want any trouble. My, my wife's
3: going to have a baby. It, 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 it's the hold up okay. I, I got about 15 bucks to take it. And, and leave us alone. And take all the presents in the backseat. They're worth something, too. It's not exactly a pickup. Well, take a car, too. I, I don't want my wife harmed. You hear what I said? I don't want her
1: harmed. It won't do. Traffic along here. Somebody'd pick you up and you'd have the cops on my tail in 20 miles. Just keep driving. Slow. Perfect. Like you're right out of driving school. Find a nice, Quiet, country road. No. Start the car up. Start <laughs> <Fire> it up! <laughs> Go, I said! <laughs> Back to true detective mysteries in just a moment. One of the popular magazines coined the phrase, never underestimate the power of a woman. Well, to paraphrase that, saying never underestimate the power of a man to help a boy. For the past 50 years or so, the Big Brother movement has been proving how true that is. A Big Brother is not a trained social worker. He's simply a man who's willing to give some of his time and energy and ability because he's concerned about the welfare of young people. He knows how much the genuine friendship of an adult can mean to a boy who has been emotionally battered and bruised because there was no one for him to turn to. And he knows, too, that there are few satisfactions greater than that which comes from helping a youngster over the rough spot. So if you believe that we should never underestimate the power of one man to help one boy, and if you would like to become a big brother, then please contact your local Big Brother agency or write Big Brothers of America, Philadelphia 3, Pennsylvania. Address again, Big Brothers of America, Philadelphia 3, Pennsylvania. This message is brought to you as a public service. Now again, the editor of True Detective Magazine. Continuing now in her own words, the true statement of Mrs. Mary Ann Webster from we 182 car Grace Hospital. My husband was driving
2: again. My heart was pounding, something terrible. I couldn't talk. I couldn't scream. I tried to once when another car flashed past us, but no sound came. i prayed.
1: All right. In there. In there, I said, straight in ahead. Turn into it. Yeah, it's a bumpy road. Mile or so, you kids can get out. If you'll get the gun out of my eyes, maybe I could stay. <laughs>
2: We're going to get
1: to the city. I was going to drive the car to the city and leave it at the railroad depot. Now you started arguing. Who's arguing? I changed my mind. All right, out, soldier. I said out, out of the car. Walk. Now you just stay in here and keep your mouth shut. Maybe that way you won't get hurt. Walk, soldier.
0: I, I watched him. I. Do what he says, Marianne. (laughs) He's not going to kill Marianne. Oh, Robbie.
2: Robbie. He's going
0: to let us live. Mary. Marianne. (laughs) Do as he says.
3: Let's not give him a chance. Come on. The
2: trunk. We were locked in the trunk, but the car didn't start. You!
1: You you let her alone. I'll give it to you right now, soldier, to your boat. Then I don't even have to carry bodies. You, I said! Me?
2: Ow! Out! Robert in the trunk. I forgot my own terror. My Robert Lockton, the closest man We've been generous enough to give a lift to this madman with the gun. Get it. Now
0: drive.
3: No, I don't care what you do. I'm not I going to.
2: Get in the car. Drive me. I want to be with Robert. All right. <laughs> get, get in,
0: hon. Just get in, Just get in. Oh, honey. Please. Please
2: honey. Jammed. We were jammed, Robbie and me. Jammed up against each other. Robbie kept telling me to do exactly what that and Eventually, he let us go, but I don't think Robbie believed it. He was just saying it to make talk for my benefit. Robbie put his arms around me and held me close. Oh, it sounds mushy now, I know, but we told each other how much we loved each other. It was the real thing for us. And we prayed, and and Robbie tried to keep him from crying.
3: He's stopping. He's, he's stopping for gas. He got my money. He said he'll shoot us in the, and the gasoline attendant if we make any noise. i honey, the, uneasy.
2: He left the motor running. The exhaust came into the trunk. It was choking me. It was unbearably hot. Then he started up.
1: Back to true detective mysteries in just a moment. More families, far more families, use Ex-Lax than any other laxative. Ex-Lax is the preferred laxative for one important reason. Ex-Lax helps you toward your normal regularity, gently, overnight. Today, many doctors recommend trusted Ex-Lax for youngsters as well as grown-ups. That's because Ex-Lax gives you the relief you want, the gentle way that nature wants, without upset, without embarrassing urgency. When you take chocolated X lax at night, it does not disturb your sleep. And X-Lax is so effective that the next morning, you'll be well on your way toward your normal regularity. Seldom, if ever, will you need X-Lax the next day. Little wonder that of all the laxatives made today, tablet, powder, or liquid, X-Lax is the most popular. Next time, any time, that you or any member of your family needs a laxative, make that laxative pleasant-tasting, chocolatey X-Lax. Introductory size, only 15 cents. Now again, the editor of True Detective Magazine. Continuing the statement of Mrs. Mary Ann Webster.
2: Robbie was bleeding badly where he'd been stacked with the gun barrel, his head and his face. He tried to stop the bleeding with an old pair of trousers he found in the trunk, but he couldn't make a very good job of it. There was a lug wrench in the trunk. Robbie got hold of it and tried to force the lid up a little so that we wouldn't smother. But after a while, using the wrench and, and pushing his feet against the lid, he managed to screw the lid up a little, and fresh air trickled in. Oh, it was like champagne. Up until then, we hadn't had any hope of getting out alive. When we could see it was getting daylight, I twisted around and stuck my fingers through the crack under the lid, hoping, oh, how I was hoping somebody would see them, my fingers. Robbie tried to hold the crack open, but he was weak, from the (sighs) feeling he'd gotten, and the lid closed down tight again on my fingers. Oh, my fingers got pinched so badly, they bled. Once, once the car stopped, for what must have been an hour, again, he kept the motor running. And the heat, and the
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Open. <laughs> well, open up, Will. <laughs> open up, Will.
2: <laughs> I could tell from the sound of the tires that we left the highway. Then from the tires, I knew we were back on the highway again. I didn't know what that meant. Robbie was unconscious. His head bobbing an inch from mine, his mouth was open. I could see his tongue, and every so often his eyelids. Yeah, I thought it'd flickered when we hit a bump, but that was the only sign I had that my husband was still alive. And the thought that ran through my mind of the many times i had been mean and selfish and, and good. Oh, how so very good a man my husband was and how, oh, Lord, knew how. And I prayed uh, but how I would be good and never nag and kick. Oh, Lord, if we could only get out alive. But I'd given up hope. Uh, to do uh Oh, yes, oh, yes. Don't. Yes, lover, yes. No, oh, I can't. I can't get my fingers out again. Idiot, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try. I'll try again, Robbie. You. You tried to sleep. Oh, I tried. Oh, I tried. I was so cramped. Robbie was lying now against me. His weight. He, he was unconscious again. And his weight on me. I. I. Oh.
0: Please, let the other guys people. Please. Someone see my fingers sticking out there. Please. Please. Hey, <laughs> hey, slow down. Slow down. I'm inside. <laughs>
1: Oh, easy,
0: easy. Lady,
2: easy, easy, easy. Easy, young lady. That, that's my, better. My here. Is he alive? <laughs> then an ambulance clanged down the highway. Robbie was still alive. But I heard the ambulance doctor say something about severe loss of blood and... Possible monoxide poisoning because of the blood loss. And I, I must have passed out, too. But then I was here in the hospital, and you all are treating us so well, and I'll be all right now that I know Robert will live. Really, I will. You are the policeman, aren't you?
3: Well, yes, Mrs. Webster. Yes, lady.
2: I, I don't know how to we Well, say. just,
3: just, uh, just you relax oh. now. You lie back.
2: Could I ask you what you and, and all you detectives... Sure, sure,
3: Well, uh, his, uh, his, his, his name is, he's, he's, uh... He's a killer,
0: named
3: uh, Nasser. Said the John part was correct, ma'am. He escaped from state prison farm about 33 days ago, overpowered a guard, then he robbed and unnecessarily stabbed him. He's been uh, <clears throat> serving a life sentence on a first-degree murder conviction, yes, ma'am, yeah. since January 1947. A murderer? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I was actually out on a parking meter checkup, ma'am, and uh, a man I know, uh, Hal Fisher, he runs a tire store... I was stopped there, you know, talking to Mr. Fisher. Uh, he's the one who actually <laughs> spotted your fingers sticking out the trunk of your car. I-, I appreciate you worrying at the time about him having a gun, ma'am, but you see, when I came up close behind you and I-, I saw your fingers were running blood, I I knew this was trouble, so I had my own gun out and pointing right for his head when I gave him the siren and pushed him over to the curb.
2: Thanks. Thanks again.
3: Oh, you... You betcha, ma'am.
1: Except for the use of fictitious names and places, this has been a real story of a real crime, solved by real people with a real criminal brought to justice. But be on the alert. A vicious criminal is at large and may be in your neighborhood. As editor of True Detective Magazine, I offer a $1,000 reward for information leading to the capture of Thomas Francis Connolly, Jr. One month from the date of this broadcast, and as a direct result of listening to this broadcast. But first, planning a trip? Unexpected trouble can occur anywhere. Did you know that you can receive immediate, confidential help wherever you are throughout the nation at Traveler's Aid? Friendly, experienced Traveler's Aid workers will assist you with any difficulties you may have while you're away from home. Traveler's Aid is a non-profit, non-sectarian organization located on the piers and in transportation terminals in over 100 cities in the United States and Canada and supported entirely by voluntary contributions from the public. Among its services are protective care for children traveling alone, the aged and the handicapped, and guidance and counseling for individuals and families on the move, as well as help on any job, personal, or family problems related to travel. Remember, if ever you are in trouble away from home, contact Traveler's Aid. A good suggestion. If you're in trouble away from home, contact Traveler's Aid. This message is brought to you as a public service. And now, here are the details regarding the wanted criminal. Thomas Francis Connolly, Jr. is being sought by the Federal Bureau of Investigation on a charge of bank robbery. He is alleged to be one of four men who held up a branch of the Chase Manhattan Bank at Woodside, New York, early on the morning of April 6, 1955. Thomas Francis Connolly, Jr. is 32 years of age, 5 feet 9 inches tall, and weighs 175 pounds. He has blonde curly hair, blue eyes, and a fair complexion. The fugitive has the following marks of identification. A diagonal scar on the right side of his forehead, a scar under his chin, and another below his left jaw. A two-inch vertical scar on the back of his left wrist. His previous occupations include steam fitter, floor waxer, bricklayer's helper, and merchant seaman. Connolly may be armed with a machine gun and a pistol and should be approached with caution. If located, notify Director J. Edgar Hoover, Federal Bureau of Investigation, Washington, D.C. Do not call your local radio station, but notify Director J. Edgar Hoover, Federal Bureau of Investigation, Washington, D.C. And get in touch with the editor of True Detective for the $1,000 reward. True Detective Mysteries has been brought to you by Chocolated X-Lax, America's largest selling laxative. London, England. A woman notifies Scotland Yard she has nightmares in which she sees her friend walled up in a closet. Upon investigation, the dream is found to be a reality. The dead woman's husband is charged with murder. Read the complete story, The Corpse in the Cupboard, in True Detective magazine, now at your newsstand. And when you're getting your copy of True Detective, be sure to buy Sport magazine, the magazine for sports fans. Look for Carmen Basilio on the cover. Silo's haylocks corn cribs. A farmer certainly knows how important it is to store food for the future. And when he has extra crop money, A farmer buys United States savings bonds regularly, too. He stores away bonds to protect his family's future, as well as the future of his farm through this safe, systematic way of saving. Today, Series E savings bonds are a better investment than ever. The interest rate's been raised to three and a quarter percent, and you get back $4 at maturity for every three invested. Savings bonds mature faster, too, in just eight years and 11 months. Savings bonds also come in a new, convenient punch card form, they're smaller, about the size of a bank check. Don't put off putting something away. Enjoy a more secure tomorrow. Buy improved United States savings bonds today. True Detective Mysteries is written, directed, and produced by Peter Irving. The part of the editor is portrayed by John Gray. Also heard were Pat Hosley and William Redfield. This is Ed Ladd speaking. <laughs>